Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from Clyde Hill Publishing, partner and publisher for founders, innovators, thinkers, and tinkerers. Clyde Hill works with non-traditional authors to help bring their ideas and lessons to life. Their newest title is I Had No Idea You Were Black by Ronald Crutcher. Whether navigating cancel culture at the University of Richmond, where he serves as president in the heart of the former Confederacy, or teaching Northeast liberals the true meaning of functional diversity, Dr. Crutcher offers lessons on life and leadership that none of us can afford to ignore. To learn more about Clyde Hill's services and books, visit ClydeHillPublishing.com or Clyde Hill Pub on Twitter. Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. On Monday, I was joined by Dr. Therese Houston. She's the author of the new book, Let's Talk, Make Effective Feedback Your Superpower. Now, if you haven't caught episode number 358, The Art of Feedback, go listen to that first and then come back and join me here. This is a section from that longer interview that I cut. It's a part of our conversation where I question whether or not I gave good feedback when I was a boss. I hope you enjoy it. I I suspect that back when I was a manager, a senior producer, I suspect from reading your book and from talking to you that... I was not the best at giving feedback to people. And I think part of that was because I wanted to do the creative work. Like I didn't want to reflect on where we were and where we were going. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to keep moving. And, and it's funny because in working in live radio specifically, yeah. I started out working for a show that after every show, the host and the senior producer and all of us interns would sit down together and analyze what had gone right and what had gone wrong in painstaking, from my point of view, detail, where we would analyze a a random caller who had called who maybe shouldn't have been let on the air because their point was rambling. And, And my perspective always was, the show's over. Who cares if some guy got on and rambled? That happens occasionally. Yikes. The skill is that the host knows how to cut them off mm. and move on. And so at once it was my turn and I had a show, I would find that I didn't really want to talk about like how it had gone. And the only time we ever talked about how it went was if it was extremely good or it went really bad. And then we would talk about why. But otherwise we just say, well, that was another good show. What are we doing tomorrow? You know? Right, right. Yep. Next new problem. New problem. Yeah. yeah. And I can remember one of my employees saying, asking me for more feedback. And I just flat out didn't want to, you know, I said, I don't want to break down every single show. You know, I'll tell you if there's a major problem. Right, right. But right. now you're making me think that maybe I completely demotivated 
that producer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Well, it's possible. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully you didn't totally demotivate them. But, but you know, it then becomes one of the challenges for employees to figure out, how can I latch this onto one of your goals, right? You have some goal of like having even more effective interviews, getting more listeners, right? And so if, if we've got someone who's listening right now who's like, oh, I've got a boss like that who's just focused on next thing. Let's focus on the future. To come in to be able to say to your boss, like, okay, I know that we're trying to to get more listeners. Here's the skill I'm working on to get better listeners, right? Here's here's the interviewing skill that I'm working on. Is this the interviewing skill you'd like me to invest in or is there something else? Mm. Um, do you think that might have worked for you if they had taken that or you still would have been like, enough, let's talk about tomorrow's show? I mean, I, maybe if it had been more specific. More specific, yeah. If it hadn't just been a general question of let's analyze how that show went. Yes, yes, exactly. You know. Yeah. But I tried. I tried to give more feedback after she asked me. Oh, but. good. Good. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we want we want to be good managers, right? We you do, know? of course. We do. Absolutely. We want um, people to be happy and having a good time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If people are happy, they tend to show up more engaged, right? And that comes mm -hmm. through. That comes through in our voices. It comes through in lots of things. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing you're being hard on yourself, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it does make me think of one other question that kind of relates to that story. One of my favorite pieces of feedback I ever gave somebody was how casually I once suggested to an intern who was not doing well how much better she would be doing if she was in a different field. And I thought that I did that pretty well, and she did leave, and she did go into that field, and she was a good success. But that was another th a twist that you have in the book is that if in our friend conversations or if in the workplace we can give good feedback to one another, we can actually realize when it's time for us to move on. And since so many people who listen to this show are trying to think, is it time for me to move on to something else in my life? How does that kind of feedback work to help us make a realization that it's time to do something differently? Yeah. Oh, it's a good question, though, because when when we are trying to decide if we invested too much in one thing and is, is it time to move on, you know, it gets back to that issue of, of do we want a supportive mirror? Do we want people around us are used to being supportive mirrors and, and they're not used to, to giving us the honest mirror feedback of you need to you, you need to try something else. My, my advice would be to actually go to the person if, if you're in one of those places where you're wondering, because so few of us ask, right? So few of us will go to someone else and say, should I keep doing X or should I try Y? Or should I just try something that's not X, right? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I've been, so many of us when we're making decisions are just thinking X or not X. Should I stay in this job or should I leave? And it can be really helpful. What the research shows is that if you're considering at least two very different options, so should I stay in this job or should I go part-time and invest in my writing? Like for instance, that's something that I did, right? I left a full-time job so that I could invest in my writing. Being able to, to Ask someone that question, should I keep doing X or should I consider Y? Just instead of just saying, should I do X or not X? We tend to make worse decisions and it puts the other person in a, a hard spot, right? Because we're only giving them two options, X or not X. If you can say, should I stay in my job for another year or should I pursue this dream that I have of just working part-time and being a writer? Now you've signaled them, this is important to me, mm -hmm. right? This is a dream that I have. But they can they can help you like with the practicalities of, you know, is this the right time to be doing this? But giving people, so that would be my advice. Ask the question and really give two two very different options because that person now feels permission to dream big with you, right? Mm -hmm. If Because you've invited them to. Um, but I think so few of us ask that question. I know I have 
I haven't asked it very often, so I'd encourage people to be brave and ask it. Dr. Therese Houston received her MS and PhD in cognitive psychology from Carnegie Mellon University. She's the author of three books, including her latest, Let's Talk, Make Effective Feedback Your Superpower. And we're giving away a copy of her book for free. To enter, just follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and Tiffany will let you know how to throw your hat in the ring. To find us, just look for the Bittersweet Life podcast. You can also enter by signing up to receive our monthly newsletter. That's where we give you peeks into what we're thinking about, reading, planning, all the stuff about the show. Just send us your email address through social media or through the contact us page at thebittersweetlife.net. And we'll enter you in this contest to win. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Thanks to Clyde Hill Publishing for supporting this program. Find inspiring and thought-provoking nonfiction with a focus on founders, innovators, thinkers, and tinkerers at ClydeHillPublishing.com or Clyde Hill Pub on Twitter. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. 